Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. So I am not gonna make this intro long at all because I am so, so excited for today's podcast episode. But I do wanna say I did finish reading the book, Unite the Strong Woman, and I made a decision to go back and reread Women Who Run the Wolves because that book was like an initiation book. That book was so transformational. And with everything that I'm going going through in my life right now I feel like rereading that book will be so impactful as I'll be able to take my new perspectives that I've gained and apply it to the book I love that book so much my all-time favorite and also I'm just so excited for fall I love fall I've been slowing down cooking recently baking praying, doing my rituals and ceremonies. I've been really honing in the fall spirit and fall just makes me so joyful and so happy. Like all I want to do is cuddle with someone and just smell pumpkin candles and go walk the city and look at all the changing leaves. Like, mm, I love fall so, so much. But again, I don't make a long intro at all. Make sure that you leave those reviews on Apple and Spotify. And let's jump into this podcast episode. I hope you guys are in your incense, lighting your candles, and really relaxing to your space. Today, I'm going to discuss the essence behind what it means to protect your youth and not live life on pause. I have been preaching this all over my social medias, and it's about time I give this topic a podcast episode because so many people have been asking, what does it really mean? So today, I want to break down what it means to protect your youth and not live life on pause. When we speak of the essence behind a woman protecting her youth and not living life on pause, we speak of a woman who knows the importance of making aligned, conscious, fulfilling decisions right now rather than later on. The beauty of a woman's youth is how much creativity we can manifest within it. Young women hold a very potent creative spark, and this is why there's always people who exist who try to take away that spark away from her. It's because when it's tapped in, she becomes transformational. This is why when a woman is very young and she's in her youth, you have men who wish to rob it. There are people who envy her youth. It is because a young woman's creative energy is transformational. This is why her youth is always, always attached. And if you hear pages flipping, yes, you guys know those are my notes. We as women hold two of the greatest gifts alive, and that is our youth and our creativity. And when we combine these two things, we can create anything. This is why it is so heartbreaking to see a woman waste her youth living life on pause or doing useless activity. And this was very, very important for me, especially with me moving out. I understood that I am a young woman and I'm not going to let anyone take away my young years away from me. It was so important for me to move out my mom's house because that was symbolism of me protecting my young years. I don't deserve to use my young years arguing, fighting, and toxic cycles with people. That's why celibacy was so important for me to experience because it really taught me the essence behind protecting what is valuable to me, especially with me being a young woman starting early. And this is what it means to 
fully live your youth starting early not being guilty that you're a young woman and you do certain things you're working in purpose you're deepening your relationship with god you are doing things that is so fulfilling to your spirit and your soul it is so important that you start early right now doing all the things that you love experiencing all the things that you love because if not when you get older you'll look back at your young years and you'll realize wow I could have used my young years for something so much more greater what does an older person regret the most and it's living life on pause they regret how they were once young and they completely wasted it and no this is not the whole conversation of hitting the wall and misogynistic talk about oh you're older now and your life is not this is not that kind the talk it is a real talk with young women urging them the importance of starting early and starting right now with choosing a greater and better life for themselves and as someone who talks to a lot of older women I've been raised around older women and older people my entire life the one thing that they regret the most and say is When I was young, I wish I did those things. When I was young, I wish I had that mindset. I wish I would have the opportunity. And now I'm older and I have to play catch up. I have to use these years to make up for those years I didn't use. The thing about using your early years, deepening your relationship with yourself and with your soul and with your spirit is when you become 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 years old you're going to think that young person you're going to be able to spend those 40s and 30s and 50s and 60s relaxing and at peace because you did everything in your early years so now with your older years those are completely completely yours if you guys didn't know my age I am 20 years old and one of the beautiful one of the things that helped me sleep at night one of the most beautiful things that I can say about myself is how much I'm using these early 20s to be a better woman, to deepen my womanhood, to come into my most fulfilling womanhood. And one thing that just really makes me so happy is how I know when I am 40 and 50 years old, I'm going to thank my 20 year old self. I'm going to look back and say, I am so glad that Allison made those decisions. I am so glad that Allison spent these years, those years reading books, deepening her relationship with God, working in purpose and service to women. I am so glad Allison spent those years just completely giving her life to herself because now I can completely just relax and I absolutely just love that vision. I love that thought. And it is so important to me, especially with me knowing that my women ancestors and those who have come before me, they didn't get to do the things that I do now. They don't get to travel. They didn't get to, you know, get their own apartment at the age of 20 years old and live for them. They didn't get to make a decision about going to college or not. They didn't get to make these decisions. So it is important for me to make these aligned and conscious and fulfilling decisions right now in my early 20s the thing about it is that that messes with people is the 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 thinking that you have time I'm gonna pause right there 
the number one thing that people fail at is thinking that they have time when time is passing us by moment by moment by moment by moment and when you are using your youth to do useless activity you're giving it away to toxic useless diabolical ass men diabolical friends diabolical places when you are doing those things, you need to understand that you are wasting time. And time is the one of the most valuable things on earth because you can never get back time. I've coached older women. What do you think that they say? They say, when I was 20 years old, I didn't do those things and I hate that. I hate I didn't use this. I hate I didn't use my youth to do this or that. I've coached them. I've talked to them. I've mentored them. They've mentored me. And these are the things that they say. This is why as a young woman, you need to make it your purpose to live so fully in truth for you. You are never too young to start living for you. And that is the thing that we oftentimes miss. We think there's an age requirement. There's no age requirement to start living in purpose and start living in truth, living for God. There's absolutely no age for that. And it's actually of God. It's actually of divine mother. Ooh, <clears throat> that call. <laughs> it's actually of love for yourself and for your angels, and for your spirit to start right now. Because within you starting right now, you are reclaiming everything that is yours. There's no age requirement for this. And when we work for us and we live for us, when you get older, you're going to thank yourself. You're going to come into so much deeper love for yourself. That is one of the highest acts of self-love when you can choose you right now in this very, very moment. The thing about living on pause that we do as women, we do it all of the time. We get children, we get married, we desire a stable home life, or we settle down. And all these things can correlate to a woman choosing to live her life on pause because, you know, we get children, married, and then that correlates to, okay, now I have to slow down my life. And this is where we begin to live life on pause. And we as women can be very good at this. The man, right, he gets to go out and live his life with his homeboys. He gets to go out and live his life. But we as women have to slow down our lives to be with the kids, to be in the home, to take care of this or take care of that. We're always putting our lives on pause. And especially for black women, we, especially in black households with black mothers, I know for myself, I've seen this a lot within my life in which I've seen black mothers Instead of making it a desire to travel or a desire to live for themselves or a desire to go after their dream career and, you know, put their intention on deepening their purpose, they build homes, they build children, they get pregnant, and then their entire focus and intention becomes the home. And so they begin to live life on a pause. And what it does is it ages you because, oop, please not give me a one star rating. 
Do not give me. I'm just I'm, I'm being real with y'all. You're 30 years old and that's still a very, very young age. But because you're living life on pause, it ages you. Okay, so you're aging yourself when you live life on a pause and in telling yourself that you have time, telling yourself it is okay because I have time. No, you don't. And that is one thing that we as humans have to understand that this illusion that we think that we have time is false. We actually don't have that much time, which is why it is so important that you spend right now doing everything that is meant for you. And this is not me trying to rush you. This is not me saying, oh my God, get up. You know, do this. this is not me giving that, that misogynistic conversation. This is me having a, again, a real conversation with you and telling you that it is so important to choose you. To choose you. We tend to do this within our paths and our youth in which we choose a path that we will regret later on in life. Young women get pregnant at 25 or 26 or 27 and then they live life on pause because they have children now. And then what happens is we choose this path, we walk this path and we walk it for so long. And then we get to this point where we realize, damn, I actually really desired that path. And then this is when, excuse me, this is when women begin to resent their husbands because then they say, I put my life on pause for you. I did all these things for you and truly I didn't want to. I didn't want to get married so fast. I didn't want to do these things and I watched you go out there and live your life and I had to live my life on wet pause. Making decisions for you is not a demonic act. And within this society, we've made a woman who consistently chooses herself time and time again. We've demonized it. We've demon. Yes, I said that word. We've demonized it. We've demonized a empowered, sovereign woman. We've demonized her in society. This is why it's so scary for women to make decisions that is solely for them and no one else because we've demonized it. We've told the woman that she must always be the caregiver. She must always be the one to look after her village, her community. She must always be the one to go save someone. She must always be the one that people count on. And so when women start saying, I want to make a decision that is for me, not for my, not, not for you, not for you, not for you. This is for me. We've demonized her. We've called her selfish in, in certain households, right? You've been told you were selfish because you chose yourself. You've been told that, you know, oh, how could you? You didn't think about the family. You were selfish for that. Women, the, the main thing that women hear in households is how selfish they are. I know for me, that's all I've heard growing up. Allison, you're selfish. Allison, how could you? You didn't think about us first. And for a lot of my life, I grew up with this guilt that I was selfish. I grew up with this guilt, with, with this guilt that... 
I had to always think about somebody that my decisions could never be for me alone. We've demonized that. That's why you feel guilty about it because we've demonized that aspect of the woman who thinks for herself, who is sovereign, who is in power. I have an episode on the empowered sovereign woman is a threat. I highly recommend go listening to it, but we've demonized her. And what needs to happen within young women especially is resurrecting that empowered and sovereign woman. Is pulling her from the depths of your roots and saying, I love you. I love you and I will listen to you. And throughout my life, my my path has always been led on and, and followed by the empowered and sovereign woman listening to her grounding into her and saying that you're not a demonic person you're not awful you're not evil you're not bad you're not selfish you're not any of these words that people have fed to you you are sovereign and this is why it's so important for women to really understand the value of independence because when they understand the value of independence they'll realize that them yearning for independency them yearning to be committed to themselves is not a wrong act i'm using my 20s for the purpose of self-sourcing self-sufficiency and learning how to be soulfully independent within myself and no this is not me being a strong black woman and this is a quote from my big sis, Mill. I love her so much. She's one of my mutuals. Hey, girl, if you're listening, I love you so, so much. She said the quote, I am not a strong black woman. I am a soft black woman who deserves love and who wants to be loved. I didn't say it word from word, but it's still her quote. <laughs> that was she said. And I love that quote so much because it really taught to me that me being an independent woman is not me being strong it's not that kind of narrative it is me choosing myself when I was a teenager I didn't get to have those years to myself so this is why it's so important for me in my 20s to learn all there is to Allison Nicole Sharp to reclaim those years to deepen myself into my empowerment excuse me, to work more in purpose, to work more for God, because I didn't have that once. In my teenage years, I feel as if I was giving those years to everyone else except me. And now with me being moved out my mom's house, not holding contact with her or my mom's out the family for real, with me choosing myself, not going to college, Instead, choosing a life in which I truly enjoy, in which I truly want, that is an act of the sovereign woman in which she says, I may be this light. I am going to be this light. You're not going to agree with all of my decisions. You may find me crazy. You may say that that was so stupid. You may call me selfish. You may think that I'm a terrible person for what I've done. And that's okay because... Guess what? It wasn't for you. So whatever you think about my decision, that is your business. My decision was for me. That was for me to be glad in. That was for me to honor. That was for me to worship. That was for me. So even if you choose to dislike me, even if you say that I am stupid, that I am dumb, 
That is your business to handle. That will never be my business because everything that I do will always be personal for me. And I've told one of my clients, I had said, I want you to think of the question. This will be your intention, your question that you will always refer back to. What is personal to you? When you are in your early 20s and early 30s and 40s, I don't care how old you are, that question should always, always be in the back of your head. What is personal to me? What is so valuable to me, I am ready to sacrifice anything. I would give up anything because this right here is so personal to me. This is so valuable to me. So if the whole world decides to hate me or turn their backs on me, I will not care at all because this right here is personal to me. What is personal to you? That is the question I'm always asking myself, especially nowadays. What is personal to me? And I figured it out. Some people, it takes them years to figure out. That's on your own timing. But for me, sovereignty is freedom. It's independency. Is self-sourcing. That is personal to me. And I've seen just patterns within my life in which I've been, I've been ready to give up everything just to have that. I gave up the comfort and the security of living in mama's house just so I can be on my own. Because freedom is personal to me. And discovering all those things while you're young is important because once you discover those things while you're young, what is personal to you, you'll create the path that will lead you on for years and years and years until you're older and and old. And then you have led that path for so long, become a daily routine. And then you get to a point where you're 70 years old and you look back and you say, I've really led the path that I truly wanted to lead. That I truly wanted to lead. The sovereign woman is my greatest inspiration. People ask me what inspires me. Being a sovereign woman. When I think of a sovereign woman, I get inspired. I'm inspired by the way that she makes decisions for herself. I'm inspired by the way that, that she chooses herself. I'm inspired by the way that she speaks and she speaks for herself and she speaks for her for her people. But she also speaks for herself. I'm inspired by how she sets boundaries with such ease. I'm inspired by how she handles those who doesn't like her because she's sovereign. But she also appreciates those who do like her who do admire her. The sovereign woman is my greatest inspiration. And while I'm young, I want to always be following after the sovereign woman. I want to always be in that sovereignty, even in my relationships. I need to always be reminded that I can be sovereign. And this is what young women have to teach themselves when you get into marriage or you get into partnerships, you have children. The thing that we think the most is living life on pause is what saves, what saves us. That's not what saves us. It's actually getting into those spaces and then saying, how can I still be sovereign even here? Does this marriage still gives me room to be sovereign? 
the reason why we hate our marriages so much is because we as women don't allow ourselves and our husbands don't allow us to be sovereign. Don't allow us to still be within that freedom. Don't allow us to still express our, our authentic expressions. The number one thing that you should be asking yourself when you're in relationships, you start, you know, thinking of motherhood, you start thinking of marriage is, does this person allow me to be in my empowerment? Does this person allow me to be in my freedom? Does this person allow me to source out my sovereignty? And then if those answers are a yes, this person does allow me to be sovereign my, 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 in my individuality, myself, my own expression. Those are usually the happiest of happiest relationships. The relationships in which your unique individuality is still expressed. Decentering men is a big part within protecting your youth. Decentering anyone that isn't you is a part of these of protecting your youth. When you want to protect your youth and live your youth solely for you and create a fulfilling, nourishing youth, that means decentering anyone, not just men, who isn't you. That means saying, who have I made my center? Who have I given all of my time to? Who have I placed as top priority? And if that isn't you, something is wrong. I'm urging all women of all ages to choose themselves. I urge you to know the importance of deepening your connection with you before you deepen your connection with anybody and anything else. You should always be the top priority and if you find yourself in life where you are not the top priority it's probably now I understand motherhood in which you say okay my kids you know those are my kids are very important however if you are in a place of life where that's not the case and you have placed everybody else as your top priority you need to rethink some things in this conversation, not just directed at my 20-year-old girls who are watching, watching in my, you know, 30s. And this is dedicated to every single age. Because you can protect your youth anytime. Protecting your youth is making a conscious decision to live for you. You can be young right now. You can be in your creativity right now. But if you are allowing weak people and weak things and weak places to rob you of those things, you're not living, you're not living in that. You have to deem yourself worthy and valuable to live for you. That's the thing in which you say, I'm, I deserve that because I'm valuable. I'm worth that. I'm worth living for me. When I made a decision to move out and cut my mom's side of the family off, that was me saying, I'm worth that. I'm worth the peace. I'm worth the happiness. I'm worth the joy. When I went no contact and went celibate for that period of time, that was me choosing and saying, I'm worth this. I deserve this. I'm valuable for this. 
when I set my boundaries, it's because I find myself valuable and worthy of those boundaries set. When I distance myself from certain people, it's because I find myself worthy of that distance. But the thing is, a lot of women don't think, don't think themselves worthy. They don't think themselves valuable. So they never experience a life that is solely for themselves because they don't think that they're valuable of it. That's just plain point and simple. They don't think that they're valuable of these lives. Older women, you know, have children, they get married. And it's like, why have you never chose yourself? I don't think I'm valuable of that. I think my value is tied to this marriage. I think my value is tied to this boy. I think this, I think my value is tied to these kids. Never once have you said that your value is tied to you. Because we have been conditioned in a patriarchal society that our value is tied to everything and everybody else except ourselves. This is why it's so easy for us to waste our young years and to live life on pause because we're taught from an early age that we must always, always tie our values to everything else except us. This is why when women choose themselves, women say, oh, I'm choosing me. She's demonized. She's told that she's selfish. She's told that, oh, how dare you? How dare you? She's told to think twice. So this is why so many times we have women who cannot make decisions for themselves and they're fearful of making decisions for themselves because we're always told to think twice. Instead of just, you know, I thought once about it and I did it. We're always told that we must always second guess ourselves. We're told that our decisions and our thinking process is wrong. If it doesn't have anyone else within that thinking process, then it is wrong. It is demonic. And this is all the things that I've learned from that book, Women Who Wrong the Wolves. I highly recommend that book. That book is amazing. I'm going to reread it because of just how good it was. We're always told to second guess. We're always told to go back. We're always told to look back. Never forward. And so what happens is we live life on pause. We romanticize the mundane. We romanticize the boring in our lives. And this is not to say that there won't be boring moments in your life because there will. I'm not saying that your whole, that your whole life should be like an EDM party in which you're just always just no. What I'm saying is when it gets to a point in which you're realizing you have no fulfilling activities, nothing that is really grasping at your soul, nothing that truly makes you so, so deeply happy and you're just romanticizing that, something is wrong with that. Wasting your youth on the phone. Yep, I said it. <laughs> Wasting your youth in front of TVs. There's things out here to do in which that is fulfilling which that will make you happy there's things that needs to be done there's activities to do that you're missing out on because you're trying to romanticize the mundane in your life you don't need a lot of money to create a fulfilling life for yourself you don't need a lot of resources to create a fulfilling life for yourself you don't need a lot to create what you truly deserve and what you truly want. You don't need a lot. 
And it's actually working from mindset first. All you need is your spirit. It's actually working from just the spirit, the soul that will bring you the resources. Because then what happens is because you have aligned yourself so much, because you have aligned yourself so much to receive, you're going to receive. I actually had a question of someone telling me, um, when I posted this on TikTok, someone had said, well, I don't have the money to do all these things. You don't need a lot of money. You don't need it. All you need is just the intention that I'm going to live for me. And everything will come naturally. Everything will flow to you. Because when you put yourself in a position to receive, you will receive. But you have to first put yourself in that position. The reason why you are not receiving is because you have not put yourself in that position. God and the universe and whoever you believe in give to those who they say she, he has aligned themselves. They have put in the effort. So we must give to them. It's a must. We must give to them. We must restore them. We must nurture them. We must nourish them and give them all the resources that they need and want because he or she has aligned themselves. But if you are not aligning yourself, if you are not even putting yourself in that position, how are you going to get all the resources that you truly want to live that life that you desire? We need more conversations encouraging women to truly fulfill their path. We need conversations in which it tells women to prioritize her joy rather than others' joy. We need conversations like this. We need conversations in which we tell the woman that her pleasures and her desires are not wrong. In matter of fact, she should be running towards them. If she wants to travel, we should be telling young women to do it. If she doesn't wish to go to college, we should be telling young women that that's okay. If she decides to move out and start creating a life of her own, we should tell her that that's okay. If she wishes to not commit, we should say that's okay. If she wishes to commit, we should tell her that's okay. Anything that you want to do, anything that makes you happy, do it. We need more conversations like this, but we also need more conversations in which she is honest about what she wants. And this is what I want to discuss right now. When you don't wish to live life on pause and when you wish to start living a life that is truly fulfilling for you right now in these years of your life, that's being very truthful about what you want. You have to be honest about the importance of what it means to live a life for you. You have to be honest and not afraid to hurt and disappoint others because they don't agree with it. You have to be truthful with you. But a lot of times we lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves about our desires. We lie to ourselves about the importance of them. And then what happens is we lead a life of lies. 
We lead a life in which is not even honest. And then we get to a certain age, we grow older, and we look back and say, damn. I didn't lead the life that I really wanted to. I got a tower reading um, a, a week ago. And it was the most beautiful tower reading I've ever received in my first time getting a tower reading. Because usually I was just so scared to get a tower reading. I didn't want to hear nothing. And something my spirit had just said, Allison, it's time for you to get a reading. And so I received a reading by this beautiful woman. And she had was just so kind. And she had given me just such wisdom that I needed on my path. And towards the end, she had told me, how old are you? And I had said, I'm 20 years old. And she had said, I wish I was doing what you did when I was 20 years old. And she said, that's amazing that you're choosing your 20s to do all these things that you're doing right now. And even throughout the reading, she had started crying and she had said, this is one of the best readings I've ever had. And that made me just so deeply fulfilled in my spirit when I heard that because it confirmed to me that I'm doing all the right things in my youth. Instead of using my youth to go to the clubs or to drink or to hook up with stupid, pitiful men or to do this and just do useless bullshit, I'm choosing my youth to stack up my book collection to go to cafes and meet new people, to network, to continue my purpose work, to continue the service and mentor. I'm using my 20s to travel. I'm using my 20s to research and to grow my knowledge. I'm using my 20s to love more, to heal. And I'm proud of that. Because like I told a client, because she's around the same age as me, and I had told her, I had said, if we are doing these things right now in our early, early 20s, can't you imagine where you will be when you're 25, 26, 27, hell, when you're 40 or 30? Just imagine where you will be if you just start applying the pressure now. If you take your creative energy and you manifest with it now. And she was like, wow, like I never thought about I never thought about it that way. You're completely right. And then she grew this excitement. When I'm 21, I can't imagine where I'll be if I'm doing everything right now. Yeah, you have to think about that. But if you're giving these years to things that do not matter, you won't share that same excitement. It's exciting when you can sit back and say, I can't imagine where I'll be when I'm 22 because if I'm doing all these things now, I just cannot imagine. I'm proud of that. Yes, I brag about it all the time. I brag about it all the time. This is why mothers and fathers should be encouraging their daughters to choose themselves. This is why parents... <clears throat> Parenting styles should be leaned more towards nourishing and nurturing the sovereign woman. When I become a parent of a girl or a boy, it doesn't matter to me as long as the baby is healthy. But let's say a girl. When I become a parent and I birth a beautiful daughter, 
I don't want my parenting style to be strict. I don't want it to be a thing in which I am taking away from her. I want, I want my parenting style to be leaned towards nurturing and nourishing her sovereign woman because each woman has a sovereign woman within her. And I want my parenting style to be caring for that sovereign woman, always asking her what is personal to you. What is so personal to you that you will you will go to the ends of the earth for this thing. You need to get clear on what you deem as so rich and so powerfully important to you. But the thing is, a lot of women aren't clear on that. A lot of women don't know what is personal to them. A lot of women don't know what they'll sacrifice for. And so what happens is they live a life that isn't authentic to them because they don't know what is so important to them. They'll give up anything for it. Becoming so aware of your values and your morals now is important because then you'll be able to make decisions that aligns with those morals and those values. Having values and morals is not a thing of misogynistic modesty, you know, which we're saying women have to have. No, it is. I know it is clear to me. My spirit, my soul is clear and I know the intentions behind my decisions because these values and these morals is my compass. It is within one of my morals and values that I don't give up my freedom because a man comes to my life and wants to and wants me to give my life all up to him. That is not that's that's against my morals and my values. It's against my morals and my values to lie to myself and to self-abandon myself and my heart desires all because it makes someone else comfortable. Everyone has their morals and values. Some people's morals and values is I don't engage in hookup culture or I will not do this until I am married or I will not do this until, you know, this right here aligns with this. Everyone has their morals and values. And when you become so ground clear on your morals and values, you'll know how to make decisions. But a lot of us don't make decisions because we don't know our morals and our values. A part of a fulfilling, nourishing womanhood is knowing your morals and values. Every woman needs to have morals and values, same as men. Everyone needs to have morals and values. And when you come around someone who do not have morals and values, you need to distance yourself. Do, don't give me one star rating, please don't. Everyone needs to have morals and values. And just because you are young doesn't mean that you don't that you have to walk around with no morals and values. And because we live in a society in which that is very popular, in which you know young women think, oh, we're young in turn, we can do whatever the hell we want. That's not the case. Just because you're young doesn't mean that you have to act of ignorance. Just because you are young doesn't mean that you have to walk around with no set of morals and values. You still need to have morals and values, even if you are eighteen. 17, 16. 
don't let this this new model in which is another form of attacking a woman's youth this is see in this today's society you will see a lot of people trying to a, a lot of things in people trying to attack the woman's youth nowadays our new model is we're young so just do whatever the hell you want we grown now we young we so well we can just no just because you are young does not mean to be a fool and the, the thing, the issue is we always correlate youth to foolish. We, all, we, always, we always correlate a person's youth to being foolish when that's not true. You can be a young person and still move with wisdom and intellect and love and respect of yourself and others. So while you're young, it is very important that you surround yourself in spaces in which morals and values excuse me, in which morals and values is present. And if they aren't present, then you'll know it's not right. It is, the, it, it is of all utmost disservice to yourself to always think that your youth means to just spend it, to just, to just waste it. When your youth is there to start building now, this is why God and the universe, whoever you believe in, they give you the power of youth. They give you the fountain of youth because it is symbolism of start now. It symbolizes begin now. Do it now. Create now. So when you become older, you get to look back at your creation and enjoy the fruits from that creation. If this means that you have to cut somebody off or you have to start traveling now or you have to start telling mom or dad, hey, I'm not with this or you have to start making this. If it means anything and making those decisions right now, do it. If it means not putting your life on pause. And this is not to say that Pausing your life is wrong because there all there come a time where we do have to put our lives on pause. You know, sometimes things happen to our life in which, yes, our lives do have to be put on pause. But when you find yourself in a space in which you are putting your life on pause and you are not receiving any sort of fulfillment from that pause, you need to unpause. Because, yes, there will be mundane parts of your life. There will be parts in your life in which, yes, there will be a pause. You will have to be sometimes still to receive. However, that should not be an everyday thing. And I've seen women with my, with my own two eyes make that an every single day thing. I've seen it. I've seen women who took the mundane, who took the boring, who took the stillness and they made it Every single day until they grew old and died. They didn't travel. They didn't really know who they were. They didn't do the things they truly wanted to do. They, did, they didn't fulfill their purpose. They just chose this life and it, it became an everyday thing because you get used to it. And that's the thing about 
So I had to cut it off and start a new recording, so don't be alarmed. But back to what I was saying, that's thing about choosing a boring and mundane life is you get used to it. You get used to the comfort of it. You get used to doing nothing. And so what happens is you begin to choose this life again and again and every single day, this becomes your life. This becomes your daily routine. And it's especially heartbreaking when I see young women choosing this life because she doesn't understand how much creativity she is supposed to be birthing in her life at that point while she is so young and have so many ideas flowing to her. She's supposed and she's meant to create. And this is not to say that, you know, you're not you're not meant to create because, you know, it's saying that especially when you are in those youthful years, please, please use them. One of the biggest things that I am so proud of and I am so honored to share my stories, you know, one day to young women when I'm older and I have my countryside home. I just cannot wait to tell women when I was 20 years old, I chose me. When I was 20 years old, I worked in purpose. I serviced God. I did all the things that I loved. I didn't wait on no one. I didn't live on pause. I chose myself in my young years. And I am so proud of that. There was people who made fun of me because I wasn't, you know, doing the things that I guess, you know, you're that typical young women and men are supposed to do. But I am so proud that I did those things so early on because now that I'm older, I get to relax and just enjoy my fruits. I cannot wait to share those stories. I can't wait to say I chose me so early and now with my children, I can teach them how to choose themselves, that you don't need a relationship to live a good life. Yes, marriage is still what I want and desire. However, right now, while I'm young, I promise you being committed and all those things is the least of my concerns. Fulfilling my happiness and fulfilling my cup and loving myself and cherishing my spirit and my soul is my first priority. And so then I get into a connection. I'm so filled up. This person can't do nothing for me except fill my cup up even, even more. Just add to the cup. However, my cup been full. And... It makes me so proud to say that I did it all right now. My life is now. It's today. It's this second. It's this very hour. All the joy that I want exists today. And that is a quote that I'm always saying because of how true it is. All the joy that you want exists today. And some standards that I keep to keep me on my path of fulfilling my rich and beautiful and full youth is not having a man's baby before marriage, not committing myself too fast to anything long term right now, 
self-sufficiency is my number one standard knowing how to take care of myself being out here on my own like this in which i have to do almost everything by myself in which i'm having to do my own grocery shopping um doctor's appointment getting to work paying my bills i love it because it teaches me self-sufficiency i love being able to know if something happens i can still take care of myself I still know how to take care of myself. I think the most beautiful thing that a young woman can commit herself to is self-sufficiency. Young woman, like me, I'm a young woman, so young woman to young woman, the most beautiful thing that I can tell you to do is to be self-sufficient. To instead of making relationships your top priority, instead of making a man your priority, make self-sufficiency your top, your, your top priority. And that may be a whole nother podcast for another day. But in your early 20s, when you are so young, you should give those years up to building up your self-trust and knowing that, okay, I can take care of me first. Before I move in with this boyfriend, before I move in with this person, before I do all these things, can I take care of me first? Can I rely on me first? Can I do these things for me first? And once you get to a position in which, in which you can take care of yourself, that's when you can say, okay, I have space to take care of someone else. And that's something that I've been raised on is if you can't take care of yourself first, don't worry about trying to take care of everybody else. Take care of you first. If you can't, and call me old school if you want to, I just do not think that me, I'm not going to move in with a man. I'm not going to move in with a boyfriend. Let me correct that. I will not move in with a boyfriend if I cannot take care of me first. If I can't take care of myself first, I am not going to move in with a guy who is just my boyfriend. I'm not doing that. Another standard I have is always opening myself to learning how to move more safety, safety, more safely. And, and right, I'm so sorry, y'all. I just woke up like an hour ago, so I'm still waking up. <laughs> but another thing that I have is always opening myself up to learning new tools to be safe in relationships, in my life, and in my womanhood. Learning new tools on how to be a safe person. I always want to be learning in my youth. I I always want to be learning while I'm young. I always want to be expanding my toolkit. I always want to be expanding my knowledge. I am giving myself full permission to expand and to grow well beyond my years. And you should give yourself permission to expand and grow well beyond your years. Don't put a pause on that. Don't waste these very moments because it is these very moments that is the medicine for the life that you're building i just made an investment recently i had invested in a manifestation journal it is a like a sketchbook journal but it's just it's so so beautiful and it has like a a lock on it And lately, I've been just writing out my deepest heart yearnings in this journal. I've been going on Pinterest and printing pictures out and just putting pictures 
in the journal, similar to Hitomi's video about her manifestation journal. That's exactly what I'm doing. And I think I'm going to do a video soon in which I just go through my journal. I don't know. It's the idea. Probably not because it's so sacred to me. So actually scratch that. No, <laughs> but, um, the journal is just so sacred to me, which is why I love that it has a lock on it. Because when I open it, it feels like it feels like a portal in which I am diving into all of the most beautiful dreams a girl could have, and to know that I am aligning myself now to receive all those things within my journal, it makes me so happy. So something that I encourage is investing in a journal in which, and not just any journal. A personal journal that has a lock on it is is so beautiful. It just makes you feel so happy when you see it. It's excited when you see it, when you can write in it, buy some crayons, buy colored pencils, and just sketch out and write down the complete vision of what you want your life to hold. For me, sisterhood right now is so important to me. I yesterday hung out with my friends and I just feel so fulfilled because they just fulfill me each and every single time. I love my friends so much. My friend, she helps me do my hair. So the braids that you see in my hair, she parts my hair and she blow dries my hair and grease my hair. And then I add the braids into it. And she's so amazing at doing hair. I love her so much. And my other friend came over with her and we just sat in my room because their first time come over my house. And we sat in my room and we just had like these girly talks about everything, about where we want to go in life, where we're at. And we just always have the most fun together. We're always laughing, always cracking jokes. And they just fulfill my day each and every single time. And so my top priority in my life when it comes down to relationships is not men at all. It's my women, my women connections. It's how can I be more of a safer person in my women connections? How can I deepen my connections with my girls? How can I grow and make new friends that are girls? Women connections are so important to me in my youth, in my 20s. I feel like when it comes down to me, women connections are just so forever and so lifelong and are much more important to me than a man. And I feel like when it comes down to my women connections, is like, listen, these are my girls. If something happens, my girls, I know I could lean on and they know that they can lean on me if something happens. And I just always have this trust within my girls that I just, it's not the same trust that you have with a man. Like with a man, it's like, yeah, I can trust the man, but your friends, your girls, that's a different trust. That's a different love. And that's the kind of love and trust I always want to be manifesting in my connections with them. Like, listen, our trust, our love will always be stronger. And I feel like it comes down to my women connections. Those are connections that I will never, ever, ever abandon. And also with me living in youth, it's also important for me to clear inner misogyny, sisterhood wounds. That is a big one in which I am asking myself, how am I showing up into the world in which it's not safe? How am I carrying internalized misogyny? And what can I be doing to clear that? 
how am I carrying the sisterhood wound and what can I be doing to clear that? And I think I've done a really good job at clearing the sisterhood wound. Of course, as long as you live, you will always, you know, deal with, you know, you will always have those things intact. However, it is very important that you build awareness around it in which you make it a daily thing to work on it. And I've made a daily thing to commit myself to work on the sisterhood wound and also clearing any internalized misogyny that I may be holding. Not to say that I'm perfect because everyone deals with their own shit. However, it is very important for me to build awareness around my shit so I can become a better woman and deepen myself in my womanhood right now at just the age of 20 years old. These are things that I am doing to protect my youth. And again, you can protect your youth at any age because really youth is a concept. Youth is not just an age. It's a concept. It is a mindset. You can be young at any age. So anytime when you decide to live for you, that is you living in youth. That is you saying that I reclaim my youth. I reclaim my life that is solely for me. And that is something I urge young women to do right now. Stop waiting. Stop pausing. Stop giving these best years to people who are shitty. Stop giving your best years to shit situations. Give your best years to the best of everything. Give your best years to you. You deserve that. So... I think I'm going to end it here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for always leaving your reviews. Again, leave your reviews. Apple and Spotify, you guys have been doing a good job at that. So thank you so, so much. And before we end this podcast episode, I would like to bring awareness around those in Palestine who are currently facing a genocide. Babies, children, men, women, you can just name it all are all having their lives taken away from them. I have spent weeks in which I have been doing research on the conflict and it has just been so traumatizing and horrific to hear the screams of babies and children finding their parents dead, to hear the screams and cries of mothers and fathers finding their children limbs and finding their children dead. I am praying for you all and I am hoping that you guys receive your freedom and your sovereignty because you deserve it and just know that your voices are being heard and I am praying every single day that this will end and that you will receive your sovereignty. I stand with you. I love you and just know that I am in support of you. I will see you guys in this podcast episode.